Let's review some of the basics for resection of olfactory groove meningiomas. This is a 50-year-old male with progressive personality change who suddenly suffered from a seizure. MRI evaluation reveals a giant olfactory groove meningioma with significant evidence of edema. And geography also localizes the location of the orbital and frontopolar arteries draped over the superior pole of the tumor. He underwent a left terional craniotomy. I like to place a lumbar drain at the beginning of the procedure. Minimal amount of CSF is removed due to mass effect of the tumor. However, up to 50 or 60 cc of CSF is removed in 10 cc aliquots during dural incision so that adequate brain relaxation is attained. Here you can see the generous terional incision toward the contralateral mid-pupillary line. The craniotomy is mainly frontal, exposing the frontal lobe. You can see the extent of the craniotomy almost to the level of the midline on the left side. I like to use the unilateral extended terional craniotomy rather than a bifrontal craniotomy for resection of large or giant olfactory groove meningiomas. This unilateral craniotomy minimizes the risk of violating the frontal sinuses, also avoids bilateral frontal manipulation, and in addition, allows early identification of the cerebrovascular structures, including the optic nerve and carotid artery, through a lateral subfrontal trajectory. Here you can see the dissection of the sylvan fissure, left frontal lobe, left temporal lobe, and the optic nerve and carotid artery are identified very early on and therefore protected. Here's the optic nerve, carotid artery, reaching this tumor via a bifrontal, subfrontal trajectory always leaves the surgeon guessing about where the exact location of these important cerebrovascular structures are since these structures are along the most posterior aspect of the tumor. In other words, the tumor places the surgeon away from the cerebrovascular structures via the bilateral frontal craniotomy. Here's the base of the tumor. The lumbar drain provided very nice relaxation for the cerebrum. Now I can effectively devascularize the tumor early on without its significant debulking. This early thorough devascularization of the tumor base is a key factor to minimize blood loss, maximize efficiency, and keep the operative field clean during the microsurgical part of the operation. Part of the tumor was devascularized, as you can see here. However, I wanted to achieve additional brain relaxation, so a piece of tumor that was devascularized was removed via micro-scissors. 
ultrasonic aspirator devices may also be used. If the lumbar drain was not installed, the brain would be relatively tight, placing the frontal lobe at significant risk of retraction injury. Now more tumor fragments are removed. The tumor is enucleated from within can see a minimal amount of blood loss because the tumor was so effectively devascularized along its base. Aggressive debulking is a key maneuver for mobilization of the tumor capsule from the cerebrovascular structures as you can see here. I mobilize the capsule into the resection cavity while using the cottonoid patty to gently wipe the brain whose PIA has been violated as expected from the evidence of significant edema on preoperative MRI examination. Any vessels adhering to the surface of the tumor which are empissage, are carefully inspected and dissected. Any vessel that is entering the tumor has to be sacrificed. Further deep bulking was accomplished. Small vessel entering the tumor is coagulated and cut. Gentle mobilization of the tumor avoids any risk of avulsion injury to any of the vessels. Sharp dissection is the best method of dissection when possible. Next, this piece of the tumor that has been mobilized is resected. Piece of cottonoid is used to maintain the planes of dissection. Here's the optic nerve. All the arachnoid planes are carefully respected. The arachnoid bands are left on the cerebrovascular structures. Sharp dissection is mandatory over these areas. Any perforating vessels from the ACOM or A2s are strictly protected. You can see this small vessel was thoroughly isolated before it was sacrificed. Here's the contralateral optic nerve. I use the arachnoid bands as handles 
to mobilize the arachnoid toward the cerebrovascular structures and away from the tumor capsule. Thicker arachnoid bands are disconnected and now the tumor is readily delivered. You can see all the adhesions to important cerebrovascular structures were first disconnected before the tumor was mobilized. Some of the A2 branches are apparent here. Fortunately, this tumor was not very adherent to the A2 branches and their corresponding perforating vessels. The frontoorbital and orbitofrontal arteries over the capsule of the tumor are preserved to avoid postoperative ischemia. Aggressive suction over the perforating vessels in the area of the suprachiasmatic and hypothalamic regions are avoided. Irrigation is used to clear the operative field. These perforating vessels are quite sensitive to the force of suction. You can see gentle mobilization of the arachnoid bands away from the tumor capsule. Small piece of the tumor will be ultimately also extracted. Small piece of cotton is used to avoid the direct force of suction on these structures. Here are the final steps in removal of the tumor from the contralateral subfrontal region. Again, using the arachnoid bands as the guiding principle of planes of dissection. And in this case, post-operative MRI demonstrated gross total removal of the mass without any complicating features. Thank you.